You're listening to the Spirit JP Podcast. What's up, everyone? I hope you're excited for tomorrow's uh, Speed and Style 2 event on B Course. Uh, we're very excited. First time we're ever doing a competition on a different um, part of the circuit um, other than turn one to turn three or four. Um, so it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a ton of fun. As you read in the email, the only real differences are that the spectator section has been moved over to turn six so that you can enjoy the most exciting corner on the course and the main judged corner um, of the competition. So you'll have to walk through the registration tent area around the big blue and silver covered arena. And then all the way back, there will be an entrance over there with a parking attendant that'll let you guys in. Just flash your wristbands so he knows um, that you guys are supposed to be over there. And then you'll have access to basically the peninsula of turn six, seven, and eight. So it'll be pretty cool to see from that spectator point of view. And the judge stand will be over there as well. We'll be commentating uh, for the competition. Um, so that'll start, I think, around noon. I have to double-check the schedule. I uh, didn't check it before I came out here. So um, I just want to go over some some tips about some tips and the criteria for what we're looking for for Speed and Style 2. I've talked to some of the drivers that have had questions, but I want to com- compile this all into one podcast so that you guys can just listen to it direct from me um, instead of hearsay. So um, things will run a little bit differently since we're on a different part of the course. We will be utilizing the entire full B course circuit for practice and qualifying. My advice is to use the front straight as a cool down and only focus on the actual competition aspect of the of the circuit because um, your tires, if you go, if you run, you know, standard turn one, turn two, turn three, you're heating up your tires in those first three corners, and then by the time you get to four, five, six, seven, they're a little a little hot um, probably more so than they will be in the competition so you want to get comfortable with the most consistent feel that you possibly can so i would if it were me prepping for this competition i would use turn one i mean use the front straight as a cool down past the main wall past pit lane drive around turn one turn two and initiate in turn three set the car up so that you're comfortable and then Continue to drift into four, making sure that you're on the line, five, six, and seven, and shut down, and then cool down in the front straight, and then repeat. That's what I would do. That would be the most dedicated practice that you could possibly do um, for this specific day. Of course, you're free to do whatever you'd like. Just trying to give a little piece of advice on what I would do in that situation. So practice and qualifying will be full circuit. We'll be we'll have the judge stand over in turn six over near this new spectator section. Uh, we'll be judging from there. We'll really be looking at your turn four approach, turn five, um, inside apex, how you approach it, if you're wide or if you're right on the line. Obviously, the turn six outside box, um, the late, late apex turn seven, and then the late turn eight apex box. So we'll be looking at that, that line specific through four through eight. And we'll judge accordingly. Of course, in practice and qualifying, I'll be doing my best to watch every single session. So if you guys have any uh, questions or concerns, just come find me. I'll be walking around the paddock in between. Um, We do have um, one session, one 15-minute session of non-competition open lapping that we opened up so that drivers can enjoy some some practice while everybody else is competing. Um, So that'll go for 15 minutes. So competitors if you want to come and find me during that i'll try to make myself as available as possible during those 15 minutes i might be flagging on the wall for that session 
or I'll be walking around the paddock. So just come grab me and uh, ask any questions you may have. I'll go, be free to go over anything. We will have the whiteboard this time um, with the with the um, Speed and Style 2 B-Course circuit layout on it. So if you want to, just find me near the whiteboard and we can discuss where you were putting the car, where you need to put the car, um, etc. So always trying to make sure, oh, we're always trying to make sure that everybody's doing their best possible driving they can. So if there's any way that we can help pre-comp, um, feel free to let us know. Myself, Albert, and Nick will all be on hand helping out um, and staffing for the event. So with that said, what you really want to do is really want to set up in four and really make sure four is going to be so crucial. Four is entirely crucial to how the entire rest of the, the competition layout goes. If you are wide in four, it's going to ruin your approach and your speed through five, and you're not going to be able to carry um, proper speed and have nice scrub going into six. So four is the most crucial. You really want to set up early, get the car pitched and really late apex and straight line from four to five, picking up, carrying as much speed as you possibly can. By the time you get your car settled in four, pedaling, pedaling, pedaling through five, and that'll give you enough speed to carry it deep into six. You want to come into six with more speed than not, because you want to be able to uh, snap that car to angle and scrub as much speed as possible, even pitching the car backwards to slow the car down with throttle versus not having enough speed and having to pull the handbrake to drag yourself all the way to um, the the outer outer um, apex box there. So remember that um, when you guys are practicing that turn four is the most important. So your setup into four is the most important. If you push wide, now you're deep in turn four and you're going to have to swing all the way around five. And that, that motion there is going to not only lose you a ton of speed, but you're not going to be set up correctly in six. Um, so remember, turn four is the most important. Coming out of turn six, you want to get back to the inside as quickly as possible. And you'll see this. I marked this on the um, driver's schedules with little stars for each of the apex boxes. And you'll see tomorrow when you guys do the track walk, um, where you need to reposition the car. When we're doing the track walk, please ask questions if you're not, if you don't understand. No question is a dumb question, and I we don't mind holding up the walk at all to answer questions that you guys may have. So if you have questions on where the car needs to be placed, if the car's nose needs to be there, if the tail of the car needs to be there, if you're transitioning through that box, please ask. We'll try to go over everything as in-depth as possible, but if we do miss something, please just raise your hand, call us out, and just say, hey, I don't understand this, and ask a question. Rather you know the information than wonder about the information, because then you'll be more confident knowing it um, than being curious about it. So we'll go over all that in the driver's meeting and uh, the track walk before the first session. We have the non-competition open lapping guys going for the first session, um, so it'll give the competitors a little bit more time to get set up, get their cars cleaned out, um, get your tire pressure set, get the car dialed in, get yourself dialed in, and get ready for your practice sessions. It's four practice sessions, as always, and then we do uh, a qualify one single qualifying session where you guys can put it all on the line. After that qualifying session, we will announce and have a driver's meeting where we will go over who placed where and why. And then each of the um, competition run groups, the challenge class and the master's class will have their own individual warm-up session where you guys can go out and just scrub in new tires, make sure your car feels dialed, make sure you feel dialed. One last car check before you guys go into the competition aspect of things. Challenge class will go first. Um, we have a little bit of low attendance for challenge class, so 
We will be doing a modified bracket for challenge class, but you guys will still do the same thing. Qualify into your positions, and then the battles will go as according to where you qualified. So we'll run through the challenge class first, and although there are a there is a lower count than Speed and Style 1, it does not mean that those who signed up are not heavy hitters. So it is going to be very exciting battles. I'm, I'm very excited for the challenge class, as the points could get shaken up this time and i'm curious to see how it turns out in the end so it's gonna be super fun um from there we will get the master's class out master's class will have their warm-up session and then we'll go right into battles for the battles we since we normally stage in the back straight of for speed and style one and for nor our most of our competitions for this specific competition on b course we're going to be staging the cars in turn one so you guys will back your cars up against the tire wall on the pit out lane back your cars up there where albert will be staging you guys into your battle uh, groups bring your spare tires bring your tools bring all that stuff out into the depths of turn one you'll have plenty of room there to uh, warm the tires if you need to and then this is how the competition is going to run so the lead car is going to drive through one to two and then pitch around three the lead car will be drifting around three and into four the chase car has the option of following the lead car and drifting around three into four which will set your car up a little bit better or you can grip drive around three not to get lost as a chase car and initiate into four the only thing that's different is that your initiation has to be perfect when you're going into four. Whereas if you're drifting, you might you might lose them a little bit. You really want to stay at their rear bumper so that you have room to accelerate into the next corner. As opposed to trying to stay door to door in turn three. Where turn three is not a judged corner. So it's all about your setup into four. So the lead car has to drift into three. Or around three and into four. The chase car has the option of drifting around three or gripping around three and then drifting into four. So that's totally up to the chase driver. Whatever you need to do to be settled into turn four. Some guys were practicing with um, doing trying both and said that gripping into around three was a little bit more difficult than pitching the car around with the chase with the lead car. So just keep that in mind. Um, whatever you choose to do, just make sure you are sideways through. Uh, turn four and into your approach into turn four because that's going to get you the most set up and uh, be able to accelerate through four and into five and have a nice good approach so we will stage everybody in the depth of turn one along the tire walls and then you'll be released accordingly as according to the bracket once we've run through the master's class we'll then uh, stage all the uh, drivers in pit lane and we'll go ahead and we'll do awards after the awards ceremony we'll get everybody else out there and you guys can continue open lapping for the next couple of hours um we can merge the challenge in the master's class for open practice at the end of the day that's perfectly fine and no, as normal we'll open up the practice sessions to the full half hour for the master's class since it's a larger group and you guys can um intermix between the groups and have just have fun driving with everybody um so we like I said, we will have a 15-minute run group for non-competitors. We'll have a 15-minute run group for the challenge class. And then we'll have 15-minute and 15-minute for um, master's class, which is broken down into two, two halves, A and B. Um, let's see what else we have to go over. So that should, that should pretty much be it. Um, if you guys have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out after you guys get this driver email. I uh, apologize it's a couple days behind. We've been rushing to get everything set up um, for B-Course. 
But of course, if you have any questions, just feel free to shoot an email or a DM on Instagram. Be happy to help out. Happy to give you guys any questions. If you guys ordered tires, just come see me in the morning. Josh will be there setting up um, early and he will have the tire machine going for you guys. I know some of you guys are on new-ish tires for this event, um, but I'm, I'm sure that I'm very sure that you guys will be able to adapt um, to the tires quickly and in, in practice. Everybody got used to the KR20As. That was a learning curve, stepping up from what we were on before. A lot of guys were on Federal 595s, and we stepped up to the KR20As. And you guys had to learn that transition and learn how to dial in the new the new grip and learn how to get accustomed to dialing the car in for 300 treadwares and then 180, 180 treadwear tires. So you guys have been through this all before, so don't don't worry too much about getting adapted to a new tire. I'm sure you guys will be able to just jump right in, get the pressure set, get the, get the feel down, and then feel comfortable with the tires. Um, I'm looking at the tires here now that were ordered, and some of you guys have ordered Federal RSRs, the single R, which is the actual drift tire. That was a tire that I ran before we got the uh, before we started working with Kenda, and I absolutely love the Federal RSRs. To me, they almost have more grip than the 180 Treadwear, but, I mean, they feel great. So don't feel bad if you're running on the uh, Federal RSRs and you're not on your favorite tire, which is always the KR20A. The RSRs are an amazing tire and tons of grip. I mean, a true R-Comp tire with very wide tread patterns and very, very sticky. Um, a couple other people are running 595 SS's, which are fine. They are still good tires. Just keep in mind that you are going to have to uh, be very conscious of their heat. So as soon as they get too much heat, they delaminate. So you really, really have to be conscious of cool-down laps, especially on B-Course. Typically, I tell people do a one-to-one, -one, one hot lap to one cool-down lap. Um, and if you keep that going, it'll keep the tires tire temperatures in check, and you'll be okay with no delamination. Um, it's really just when you start baking the tire off that they, they wear quickly, and once they get too hot, they start ripping off in huge chunks. That's very common for the 595SS, so as long as you keep in mind heat management, you'll be okay. Um, they're great tires otherwise. Um, I've driven on them before, and they've lasted two days on one single set of 235-40-17s. Um, on the R32, and it, you just have to keep in mind heat management. Heat destroys tires. That's it. If you overheat them, you, you're going to destroy any tire. You can bake off a set of KR20As in two laps if you really wanted to. So just keep that in mind. Cool down laps and um, heat in the tires. But other than that, guys, I'm really excited for this. I'm super excited for the whole new event for Speed and Style 2 B Course. I'm very happy that this that everybody is enjoying B Course, and we're going to actually have a competition on a new set of corners on the B Course circuit. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be very tight, very technical. Um, make sure you really dial yourself in and practice. Warm up slowly. Make sure you're driving on the driving line. All your cool down laps should be on the driving line to build in that muscle memory of where your car is supposed to be at each specific corner. Drive your cool down laps as, as focused as you drive your hot laps and your drift laps. Make sure you're putting the car exactly where you need to put it. Put deep into turn six, super late apex into seven. Make sure you're putting your car on the line, hitting all the boxes that are laid there for you to practice with and for you to be able to build that muscle memory. That's the whole reason why they're there. Um, for this event for B-Course, the B-Course color is yellow, so we're going to paint all the boxes yellow. That way they're bright and they're seen. I'm going to, um, instead of some chalk lines in the most important corners, I'm going to um, 
really, I'm going to paint those lines white so that they stay there all day so that you guys can see them for the entirety of the event. Um, what else? We will touch them up during the, uh, before the actual competition so that they are nice and bright so that you guys can still see them while you are competing. They should dry, dry pretty quickly. I'll bring something to, I'll bring a torch or something like that to heat up the paint and dry the paint real quick. Um, I will have a blower with me, so we will be blowing off the course because I know that in the depths of turn six, there are some uh, tire marbles that get really, um, get really loose when you get out that deep. And just in case you guys do go a little deep, I want to make sure that there is still adequate grip so you guys can pull yourself out and not have an incident. Um, the only other changes that happened to the course were we lined the fence with barriers. Um, I don't want to see anybody go through the fence and hit a tree or something like that. Um, but, you know, slowly warm up and you guys will be fine. You'll be, the driving line isn't, isn't that difficult when you slowly warm up. It's when you just try and drive the course after, after having never seen it before and have never driven it before. And it's the first time driving in the morning and you just want to throw it into the corner as hard as you can. That's when incidents happen. So make sure that you just, you're warming up and you're gradually building up to laps and laps or harder laps and laps. If you do that in the morning and get comfortable in the morning, then you're not going to be struggling in your next se your next session. So take the time to do adequate grip laps and slower, you know, entries and just making sure that you're getting comfortable behind the wheel and comfortable for the day. Every day is different. All the temperature of the track, the grip of the track, everything changes from day to day. So even though you may have driven it last time, you might not, it might not feel the same as it does this day. So just make sure you get your car dialed in and get yourself dialed in. I can't stress that enough on this specific day. Adequate warm-up laps and just taking it slow and you'll be more comfortable than you would if you just jump right into it and you're nervous and you're trying to toss the car in as hard as you can, but you're not even on the driving line or you're not dialed in yet. You're not comfortable with your car. That just leads to disaster. So warm up adequately and just take the time to get comfortable for the day. All right. I know I've said this about 10 times, but I think that is it. So if you guys have any questions, of course, feel free to ask me. If you already have banners on your car from the last time, you're not going to need anything different um, for this event. If you didn't get a number or a master class or challenge class decal on the front of your car, I'll add one onto your car at um, Tech when I come around to Tech your guys' cars. If you took your banner off for whatever reason, make sure to purchase one from Carolina at the front registration booth when you come up. It is required. We mentioned this in the first uh, round that if you get one for free when you sign up, and then you have to purchase the next one at cost. Um, can't give them away every single time. It just doesn't make sense. So if you want to keep it and you don't want to have to purchase one every single time, but you don't want to have a banner on your car in between the events, cut it to size, tape, tape the center top on your window, cut the edges off to size, and then tape the banner on with the backing piece still on. Just tape around the edges with clear tape. Make sure it's secure on all edges. And then at the end of the event, you can peel the clear tape off of the banner. It's pretty good material. And then you'll have the banner off the car, but still ready to be reused for the next event. I think Juan did this last time and it worked out perfectly fine. The banner just needs to be on for the competition. I understand if you street drive your car and you don't want a banner on your car um, while you're street driving, if you get pulled over or you have pain in the ass cops in your area makes total sense so you can you feel free to tape it on if you if you need to um other than that that should be it so i appreciate you guys listening to this i hope it helped out and i hope it cleared up some things that are going to be happening tomorrow at speed style 2 and i look forward to seeing you all in the morning drive safe and see you bright and early